Summerling, Hello. local comedian, um, and singer now. Apparently. I well, as of the other week, I guess. Yeah, so and you can't tell from my. I think I blew out my voice doing that show. To <laughs> be completely honest, did you did you warm up beforehand? Not enough. Maybe that's yeah. Or like it was a really long show. Yeah. So I warmed up in the car, and then it was like a two hour. Everybody else went before me, which is fine. Yeah. Because it made me feel special. But yes. Yeah. You closed out the show I pretty much. did. So last week. I was week, not meant to. Uh, Well, I don't know. I guess it'll be a couple weeks at this point. Um, but Jesse and um, a couple other comedians put on like a rockin' RFOL show. Um, but just rolling on the floor Rolling laughing. on the floor laughing. Rock and ruffle. Um, and basically... They, it was just a bunch of comics who came up and did different songs. Yeah. And, but it was like a concert. Yeah, we did like a little comedy and then we switched to singing. Yes. And it was a lot of fun because a lot of people were like, I am going to do the most ridiculous thing I can. And I did not do that. <laughs> well, I mean, but you did do Time of Your Life. Yeah. Or Time well, of My Life. Well, that was Jesse's suggestion. Oh, I did not realize I thought you that. suggested it. I did not. Huh. And he has never seen the entirety of Dirty Dancing, which you is a problem. tell me that. So I think we need to make him sit and watch that movie. Obviously. I think that's a fantastic uh, idea. I'm yes. going to let you do that. Okay. Because I feel like he's going to try to escape and I don't want to be there for that. But. He will, like, own... Like, if there is a good movie, you know, he will own it. Even if he doesn't think it's going to be good going into it. It's a good it. movie, too. Exactly. Dude, and he always, like, ugh. he has this thing, Jesse's Guessies. Have you ever heard that from him? Probably not, because, like, it's mainly when he's watching stuff, but he always, like, thinks he can predict whatever is, like, going to happen. That is the most infuriating fucking thing. Well, no, what's even better is he's almost always wrong. Oh, that's good. Every time. <laughs> so, like, that was a thing when we were doing the Game of Thrones podcast. It was always like, does that and he's almost always right. He's, oh, that's He funny. did that with the mousetrap, which I'm not going to. The mousetrap? Yeah, Wait, it's I'm that Agatha mouse Christie. No, <laughs> Agatha totally Christie different. wrote a play called The Mousetrap that's very good and has a fantastic fantastic several great red herrings okay the the ending feels like a complete surprise the murderer walked on stage said three lines and my dad was like that's the guy (laughs) i was like like, it can't be oh my god it it, and we were in a theater setting so it's not like we could pause it and yell at him right like yeah but it was that's funny he does that all the time yeah no he is like famously wrong and it was funny because we were watching. Have you ever seen Ex Machina? Oh, oh, oh! Is that with uh, Donald Gleason? Uh, n- wait, Ginger? He yeah, the British Hux. dude. The British dude. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have not. Okay, but I know exactly what you're talking. about. It's very about. good. And what's his face is in it from like Star Wars fame now? Why can't I think of his name? Is that the same guy? Oscar Isaacs. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh my god! Great movie. You should see it. Well, well, but. Donald Gleason is also in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, he's the commander. Yeah, Hux, is it? Hux? I forget his name. I haven't seen the new movies as much. Don't at me. Like, as much, though. Like, nobody's seen them as much. Well, I've seen them, like, once each. But I will watch the first six, like, 
nonstop all the time. Oh, you mean like episodes one through six? Oh, so four, five, six, one, two, three. Like I will also watch one, two, three unabashedly good on you yeah i i do it i'll like i i guess well i mean and i grew up with them and i guess you did too because you're we're about the same age um fun fact ellie had my dad as her teacher um or no not as a teacher you never taught me he was i knew he existed that's right yeah um but yeah i i grew up watching those my dad and i would go to you know see them in the theater uh so i feel like there's this um you know like nostalgia for it um and as i've gotten older i'm like i don't know these movies aren't that bad except for number two is so bad it's good like the cringiness in him talking to her is like really kind of gross yeah it's it's a little insulty actually agreed um but yes watch ex machina it's so good but jesse like thought he had the end pinned from the beginning and like totally blew it and he when he told me i was like i cannot wait for this to end so he's like whoa because then it's, like, even better, obviously, because he's like, oh, this is going to be so predictable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, yeah. That dude was also in a Black Mirror episode. Did you watch Black Mirror? The redhead? Mm. Oh, oh, wait. Black Mirror. Yeah, the, like, Twilight. What's the other one? Is that, like... Black Mirror is, like, that Netflix show. Yeah, and there were, like, well, each BBC thing first. was its own... Yes. Yeah, I watched, I think, two episodes... And he's like, I can't do it. It's disturbing. It's very upsetting. He is in one where he dies and his wife basically gets a new, like, so him made into, like... Like a clone of him? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, a robot that looks like him and then, like, it puts, like, all their technology from their phone into it and he's, like, able to talk and, like, the more you talk to him, like... The more, like, he he knows about the relationship, so you, like, tell him, oh, blah, 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 so he can, like, reference it later, and it's so weird. Does yeah. she lie to him? No, but by the end, um, because she was pregnant with his baby, and so by the end, like, I think the wife, like, locks him upstairs in the attic, but the daughter can go up and see him and, you know, have his time, but she's like, I can't do it anymore, I guess, um... Because she tried to, like, get him to kill himself, and then he couldn't do that, too. It was crazy. As all Black Mirror episodes are. Um, yes. But, yes. And it got me thinking, would I do that with Jesse? And probably not. But I could see why it would be enticing. Yeah. Um. But only... I feel like the... Actually doing it would not be as fun as considering it. No. Well, and that's, I think, the problem. Like, the imagination of what you have... Or what you imagine it to be would be different than... Well, it's like that, and that's actually the concept of Ex Machina, but what's the, um, what's the concept where it's, like, the more realistic, uh, the person is, like, the more likely you are to have sympathy, or not the person, the robot is, like, the more likely you are to have sympathy for them. It's like a, Uh, like... Like, Uncanny Valley kind of stuff? It's like an effect, like, where it's, like, the more realistic a robot is and the more, like, emotions they have that, like, are similar to people, the more likely you are to, like, consider their emotions as, like, real. So, that's kind of what was, like... I I've had crushes on cartoons, so... (laughs) No, 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 but it's, like... So, that's the whole concept. Oh, my God, I need to look this up now. But that's, like... Wait, I'm going to... Do you need to take a second? I have my phone. Wait, you I'm going to... Yeah. Um, wait, so... Robot... Okay, what am I looking up? Like, relationship to AI? 
Um, To AI. um, How? I'm I'm going to to Google in tandem. Now I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. I'm just finding terrible things. Like, people are entering relationships with AI. I'm like, that's not what I was looking for. Um... But it's like a certain effect. But it is interesting. This guy is in two things that are kind of asking this question of like, if you're too similar, like, you know, if like AI is too similar to us, we are more likely to like feel an emotional bond to them. Um, Turing test. That's it. Oh. Turing test. Okay. So, yeah, so it's, like, that whole thing you're having with, like, where, you know, you want to get rid of this guy who looks like your husband, but, like, you have this, like, emotional bond because he does look like your husband, but he's not really. So, yeah, that was the whole concept of Black Mirror. But that's the whole concept of Ex Machina, too, where, like, he's trying to do the Turing test on, what's that guy's name? Uh, Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason, yeah. Okay. Well, I think... Is it... Doesn't Alicia Vikander play the... I haven't seen The robot, Yeah. So, yes, and they're trying to, Oscar Isaacs is asking the question of, the, is giving him the Turing test, basically. Um, Alicia, whatever. And okay. That. So, yes, that is the whole thing. Wait. So, it's weird. They're both in, Hold like. Hold on, wait. No. Okay, okay. No. Okay, I was just, because I. Ellie was asking <laughs> a spoiler. Yeah, a I did A potential wanna... spoiler. But no, no, okay. that's not, no. But I will not I thought it was going to be Blade the... Runner, like, No, no. But I highly recommend watching that. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a very long movie, though. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Like, hardcore. Um, but how do we even, I don't even know how. And he's he's a, a Weasley, right? Does he play a Weasley? Yes, he does. Which one? He plays Bill. Okay, that's one of the twins. No, that's oh, the, the older, older brother one. who becomes a werewolf. So I have only recently read Harry Potter. Were you a Harry Potter chick? You looked like you would be. so into Harry Potter. Were you like standing at the uh, midnight thing? Like... I have the same birthday as J.K. Rowling. Oh, really? And subsequently Harry Potter. That's Harry Potter's birthday is J.K. Rowling's birthday? Yeah, she used her own birthday. We should have known she was going to be she, problematic. Like, oh, my God. She just, like, keeps digging herself into, like, deeper and deeper and why? Holes. I really... Like, for what? I have I have a theory. I think that she wrote that one book, and it's very transphobic. And when people were like, hey, that's maybe not the coolest... She, she was, was like, like, I'm doubling down. But she doubled down instead of being like, I'm so sorry, let me rewrite it. Yeah. that's a lot of work. And I kind of am really grossed out by that. Yeah. But also, I am also lazy. Okay. So a piece of me is like, if that's what it was, I understand. But if she's just doubling down because that's how she feels. Like, so oh, I, I didn't Why? even know about the book. So I only recently got into Harry Potter, like, in the last couple of years, which is even worse because it's, like, since J.K. Rowling's, like, yeah, been, cool like, with a fucking, fucking terrible person. But she's not cool with trans women. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how I found out about this book because Jessie watches this trans woman on YouTube, ContraPoints, and she did like a whole hour long video about this book, which I had never heard of until that. Yeah, it's like a Robert Galbraith book. And I have to say, as a mystery fan, 
her mystery books were really good, but I can obviously, like, I'm not going to support that financially. Right. So, like, That's what sucks is, like, does she, like, I'm I, guessing she gets the I money. I feel like, from, like I, if I found it secondhand, I might buy it. Yeah. she's not getting the money from it. Yo, but. that's how I got all my Harry Potter books were, like, friends borrowing or giving them to me. I am glad. I didn't start reading to Harry Potter until, like, 20, like, 17, maybe. I was, like, real late on it because I was just, like, everyone likes this. This is mass fiction. I'm not into this. I was the same way with Twilight, but I still refuse to read Twilight. I'm never I reading mean, Twilight. Twilight's not good. No. But, like, people love it. What's the other one that's like Twilight? Uh... Well, isn't Fifty, 50 Shades, Shades of like Grey. a Twilight? One of my the cousin I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. Who, they went to see the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and like just laugh in their butts. I off. heard it's awful. It's apparently terrible. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Not read the book. I was like, you went and saw that. She was like, L. You gotta see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I want to. I feel like now I'm I kind of want to. Now I kind of want to. But yeah, it is kind of funny. I was into Harry Potter when I was younger because like Irish guy is really hot. What's who is face? it? The guy who plays the dude. Yeah, I have no idea. God, what the heck is his name? And there's like three of them, isn't there? There's three movies, not actors. Yes. <laughs> there's like three what actors playing him. Right? He's so pretty. He was also in that movie about um, about the Irishman who went. Who were part of a UN peacekeeping force? That was a really good movie. Oh, that sounds serious. Oh, it was, but it was a really good movie. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. What the heck is his name? We. This is the problem with phones. Jamie Dornan. Here we oh, go. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Me neither. Phones make it like so accessible to get information, which is funny because my. But grandma- half the information you get off them is wrong. Right. But you know IMDb, you're probably, like, in the clear. But, like, I asked, like, my grandfather is, like, so good with, like, movie trivia and shit. And, like, he knows everything. And it's, like, how do you not, like, have a phone you're just looking this shit up on? forced to remember. I know, but, like, he knows more than he needs. Like, he knows everything about every movie. But does he like movies? He does. But where did you get that information? Like, you'd have to seek it out. You know what I mean? Like... Now we know a lot of trivia because, like, you hit the trivia thing on IMDb and it's all right there. Like, I feel like... But, you know, there were so many years where you got to the movie theater earlier and they had movie theater mm, trivia. Oh, that's, that's a, true. And also, like... I'm sure books, too, but you'd have to columns. be, like... Yeah, true. Like, Leonard Maltin or whatever his name is. Who? The, like, film critic... Leonard Maltin, he, like, does the, like, thousand films you have to see before you die and shit, mm-hmm. I think. Um, check that out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We had, a, like, a bunch of books on him growing up of, like, that he wrote. There you go. Yeah, that's true. But it's still a lot. It's, like, very impressive. Was he secretly, like, a Hollywood guy? Uh, my grandfather? I don't know. He gambled a lot. That was his thing. Ooh. Yeah, my grandparents were big gamblers. Um, but, yeah, I, I, uh... Yes, so back to Harry Potter. I feel like it's, so I got into it when I was older, like I said. I feel like it's kind of weird I didn't like it when I was younger because I was definitely into like magic and wizards and shit like that. But I do feel like reading it older, you like understand more of like the subtext. Yeah. Um. Like I was like, this is a really serious book. Like, 
Yeah. And Jesse watched the movies, like, recently for the first time. Loved them. He's like, I can't wait the to read it. The third one sucks. The third movie. The third book um, is the best Everyone's book, favorite book is the third book. Third book is so good. I like the fifth one, weirdly enough. I know everyone hates that one. I don't hate that one. Okay. I like it a lot. I think a lot of people hate it because, like, we were also the same age as him going through, like, him being, like, a little, like, bitch. Oh, he was being a little but bitch. But I'm like, I get why. No one was telling yeah. him anything. So, I get it. But, but they were um, expecting a lot from him at the same time. Yes, exactly. So he was expected to handle shit like an adult. But be right. Like How's a like a 15-year-old supposed to deal yeah, with that? Yeah, that's not cool. Um, but yes, I feel like there's something very like, uh, like, not, like, the, like, I all of my theater Boy friends were like into, yes, but like all my theater friends were very into Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, that's why I was like you because you're big into theater Dramatic. yeah and you like you just strike me as a Harry Potter girl oh 100% um, so when did you like start getting into like into theater? The theater like when did you start appreciating it I guess as an audience member first oh interesting question so when I was three and this is before I was the first grandchild by several years okay on my dad's side of the family. And okay. my grandmother, and I just found this out like maybe six, uh, maybe a year ago. Apparently, she would take all of her children to all of the local plays. Oh. Regularly. That's cool. I had no idea. That's really cool. I was in my 30s when I found that out. Wow. Um, Because she died when I was quite, quite young. Okay. But when I was three, she her Christmas gift to me was a season season tickets mm-hmm. to Ritzy the Wolf. Okay, which What's is, Ritzy the Wolf. Okay, so there's a theater called the Ritz. I think it's in Westmont, and it New is, Jersey. Yes, okay. and that is not what you would call Ritzy, but it is a delightful local theater. Okay, and they used to do these lovely, love so charming little children's shows. That I don't know. I think must have been like an hour long, and they were super popular. Like it was packed out every mm-hmm. time, and people would have their birthday parties. I had a I had my fourth birthday party there. Oh wow! Or fifth birthday party. Yes, when wow. I turned five, because the tickets were cheap. Okay, they were not. They were not pricey. They're not like theater tickets like we have right. them now. That makes sense. A, a, even the children's show tickets now, I think, are like. They're not expensive. Like, okay. It's super chill. But um, they, it was very interactive. It was more in line with um, a British pantomime. Okay. Than like traditional American theater. Interesting. And are you familiar with pantomime? Well, I, was, I know pantomime, but I was going to say ex- if you want to explain it. Cause, okay. There's you're a like lot. acting things out. Yeah. There's like a lot of interaction. There's, you know, you're yell. they're saying things to you and there's like call and response and oftentimes they'll, you know, the um, lead character will be like, oh, I have no ind- no idea where the villain is. And the whole audience shouts out, he's behind you. Yes. And then they turn around and the villain's already disappeared. And it's like a whole thing. And like you boo hiss when, when you see the, you shout boo and when the villain comes out. And like, so it's it was more in line with that. It wasn't right. quite to that degree. But, like, they had kids up on stage to do things and act parts out. And it was a lot of fun. 
So that was my first interaction with theater. And I loved it. Okay. And then my cousin Kristen was born and ruined it all. Okay, and you said that no. she, no. so she would be, I assume, significantly younger than you? Kristen is four, or three and a half years younger than you. Okay. Me. At that age, that's, that's yeah. a decent age gap. Yeah, there's a pretty significant age gap. But um, uh, I had three cousins born, or two cousins and a sibling born within a couple months of each other. Okay, oh wow. And the difference in, like, getting one child a Christmas gift and four children a yes. Christ- Christmas gift is considerable. Yeah. So, so that was the end of season tickets for me. Okay. Um, and the next like real interaction I had with theater, I think I was, Eric was little. I think it was like seven or eight maybe. And Eric's your cousin? Oh, Erica. Is oh, Erica. Sister. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we went to, I remember my mom took us to see Fiddler on the Roof at the local high school. Oh my God. We did Fiddler in high school. Oh. <sighs> So good. I loved it. Jesse's like made his whole like parentage around being Tavia. He's such a weirdo. Just FYI. Like he's so <laughs> happy. He, he he's so happy he married a Jew. Oh, of course he has. Oh my gosh. He's such a little He like weirdo. might want to be Papa. Like that's the kind of Tavia we're talking here. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to digress, but I knew you'd appreciate it. He's gonna that. have to uh make up some lies about boyfriends in the future I don't know <laughs> she doesn't want to marry him I gotta lie about <laughs> his ex-wife she appeared in a dream uh, his dead wife but um so you saw Fiddler we saw Fiddler on the roof um and then I think after that we went to see oh um we got tickets to see uh Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Oh, I've seen which that. Which was such, like, one of my mom's friends was super chill about, like, oh, I'm going, I'm going to New York to see a Broadway show. And she, like, she was quite well-to-do. And, mm-hmm. like, she was always doing stuff like that. And mom was like, hey, if I get tickets to see this show, can you also get tickets to bring your kids to this show so that I'm not, af- like, I think she was just afraid to take us to New York by okay. herself. Okay, all right. But she was like, I can swing tickets. I'm not, I'm not so sure about, Getting about there. walking yeah. around in New York. So we went with them and that was like a really fun, like that was, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen Beauty and the Beast. I have. I was very little though. It is the end scene, you know, where in the movie where there's all the lights and the. Yeah. There was like a flipping laser show on stage. During that oh, part. Oh, wow. I can't even remember. I must have been like five. It was in, it blew my mind. Yeah. It, like, and I was like, I couldn't have been more than eight. My mind was blown. Yeah. I was completely and utterly like, this is the coolest shit I've ever wow. seen. That's cool. And we went home and like, I, I didn't have any interaction with any like theater people or anything like that. But, and, like, I don't think I saw another piece of theater other than, like, a school play for probably four, five years. Okay. if I was eight then, yeah, it would have been, like, six years-ish. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it was definitely, I was definitely, like, 13 or 14 the next time, like, Oh wait, no. There well, there was one sort of abortive attempt to be in a play, and it was not great. Um, but then it was just like high school, mm-hmm. and I was in the stage crew for junior high. What did you do in on stage? I crew? mean, 
Oh, well, it's junior high. Like It's junior high yeah. stage crew. I was like, I kind of like was just there. Yeah. <laughs> I think I at you one wore point. All black. I think at one point I had a radio and was like, someone was like, okay, they can come in now. And I was like, okay, guys, you can go in now. <laughs> like, like, but like, I, I think. I know part of me wanted to be on stage, but I didn't want to audition. Okay. Yes. And I can understand that. I was that. super afraid of audit and remain super afraid of auditions. But, um, the, I feel like I'm just running my mouth here. No. But, um, it's... freshman year rolled around. My mm-hmm. best friend who remains one of my closest friends was like, we need to audition for the play. And I was like, no. Because she did, like, all this, like, extracurricular plays and dance okay. classes. And I had been taking dance classes, but I was never a good dancer. Mm. And, like, I was like, I'm not doing that. And she was like, come on, come on, come on. So we went. She badgered me into it. Now, were you already singing at this time or no? I like, was actually, I had. Ju- I think I had just started taking voice lessons. Okay. But I did sing in, like, the, the choir and okay. stuff. Okay, so like, you've always, like, choir. had a knack for singing. Yeah, I've always okay. enjoyed it. But, um... So she drags me to the thing. It was not a musical. It was a straight play. It was called, um, it's by Eugene O'Neill and it was called Ah Wilderness. Okay. And it is a fantastic play if you ever get a chance to read or see it. Ah Wilderness. Um, and I did not get into it. I didn't get a part, but I made friends with a couple of the older boys who were super gay. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> That's how I met and, my gay boyfriend was yes. theater. <laughs> I see oh, a cat. Hello, nope, that's oh, no. Apollo. Hello, Apollo. I just saw black fur and I made an assumption I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> He's like, where's He's the very baby? offended. <laughs> Where is she? Where's the violet? Yes, that is the thing about recording here. There are always animals present. That's okay, though. They're good babies. <laughs> um, but anyway... She dragged me. We made friends with these guys. We're like acquaintances with mm. these guys who were super horny gay men. And <laughs> at the age of 14, they were, I think they were seniors. I think they were both seniors. And um, yeah, so I, I was willing to go back for a second. Oh, also I got a call back and that made me really happy oh. and I felt good about it. But I didn't get into the actual show, which is fine. Um, and then went to auditions for... Um, South Pacific. Okay. Later yep. on in the year, and, and that's got... Neil Simon or no? no Steven Rogers Simon. and Hannah oh Simon. god, okay. Yeah, I love that. I'm like one of the main people. Yeah, one of the <laughs> yeah one of the main groups of yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, they were a team. Yes, but but yeah, so we did um, South Pacific mm. for solely that reason remains one of my favorite plays. Also, it does deal with some like pretty heavy. Okay. It's like, it's about, um, like, prejudice and racism mm. and, like, there's I've, a lot of those themes. I've heard it, it, like, a thousand times and I don't actually have any idea of what it's about. Oh, dude, it's good. Okay. Highly recommend. All right. Especially, like, there's a song in there called You Have to Be Carefully Taught. Uh-huh. And it's about, like, this man who's realizing that, and he's from Philly. He's, oh. like, a, a Philly mainline boy. Oh. And he goes over there. He's a lieutenant. And he falls in love with a girl who is um, Polynesian. Okay. And, you know, he's got, like, a Grace Kelly kind of girlfriend back home. 
And he's like, I love this girl. Oh, wow. And like, I've been taught to be this way. And I don't think that's right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's beautiful. And then spoilers. It's been around for 50. How long has that been around? Yeah. I think it was more than 50 years. Yeah. It's been around for like 70 years. So if it's a spoiler, it's on you. Sorry. But he dies at the end. Oh my God. So upsetting. Oh no. It's so upsetting. That is upsetting. Like in combat. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really sucks. But um, but also, like, dealing with the realities of what fighting in a war is. Right. Like, I don't know. But anyway, theater. Wait. But. So what was the significance of South Pacific? That was the Oh, that show. was, I got a, I got a you part. You got a part. Okay. I got a part and I got one line. Oh. And I can't remember what it is. Hold on. My name was Pamela. I had a named character. Her name oh. was Pamela Whitmore. And what a name. Pamela Whitmore. I think it was something like, come on, let's, it was like, it was like basically like a let's sit here kind of thing. Okay. And this and was in high school? This was in freshman year of high school. Okay. And then soft, oh, I'm so sorry, Apollo. That's I mean, fine. Friend, I'll you know, get over it. Um, <laughs> but then sophomore year, uh, I got a small part and then a sl- I was the only sophomore who had like a name. Okay. In, what the heck was it called? Music Man. Okay. And I got to sing in the quartet. Is it quartet? It was like a small group. I was a pick a little lady. Mm-hmm. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little. Oh, talk yeah. A little, talk a lot, pick a little. I was one of them. And then I think, you know, I sort of maxed out junior year when I played Ethel McCormick. Okay. In Footloose. Wow. Yeah, but then I was like demoted. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, there just wasn't a part for me my senior year, which really sucked. But anyway, and then I went to drama school for not. I went to Hofstra for drama. Wait, you went to Hofstra? Yeah. Did I know that? I don't know. I don't. So we weird, went to Hofstra. So my neighbor went to Hofstra, weirdly enough, too. My next door neighbor, I'm like pointing Amber? over there. Uh, no, uh, Emily, like my direct next door oh. neighbor. But my best friend, one of my best friends went to Hofstra. And really? I like, uh, my Lisa, did you ever meet Lisa? She was my officiant at the wedding. So, um, yeah, and I like dated her friend on and off. So I'd go up there like all the time. During what years? Uh, Like 08 to 12. To 2011. I graduated in 09. Wow, that is wild. That's so weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she was like super into like the school too. Like she did like all the like the orientations and stuff. That's funny. That's interesting. I wonder was she involved with the SGA? Uh, yeah, but I think so. But she also like probably would have done it after you left if you graduated 09 because her first year was 08 to 09. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but also, funny. I got kicked out of the SGA in 09. Oh, did you really? What'd you do? Well, they... This is such a... I still have hard feelings about this. I was, quote unquote, missing committee meetings. Okay. For a committee meeting, I did not I did not want to be on this com- committee mm-hmm. because of who was running it. Okay. And then it was a situation where it was like... The meetings were at the same time as a meeting that someone from that committee had to be at. 
Okay. Because it was like the student acti- it was the student student activities committee. Okay. And someone from the committee had to be at the like administrative student activities committee meetings, which were at the same time. Oh wow. Okay. So I was at those meetings as like sort of almost the second in command in this thing that I really didn't want to be a part of because I knew who was running it and I was like, this is a shit show. She yeah. should not be in charge of anything. Oh, God. And instead of defending me, she wrote me, she put me in as like having not attended the meetings and I was like, because I was taking notes oh, for no. you at this other meeting when you scheduled the meetings in oh, such no. a way. Wow. And I got yeah. kicked out because I was, I had a fever the day that it came up on the thing they were like, oh, and by the way, Ellie has not been at any of the meetings oh for this committee. My God. I had a fever and was sleeping, so I wasn't Stupid there to defend politics. Myself. I know. I was so pissed off. And I was like, Andrea, you didn't defend me? And she was like, well, you weren't at any of the meetings. I was like. Because of you. Bitch. Like, oh my God. What are you doing? That's so then she funny. had to assign someone else. And that's when everybody was like, well, you can't have the committee meeting at the same time this other meeting is going on. Wow. Because it's required that somebody be there. Are you there. fucking kidding me? I'm dead serious. I hate people. I was so Ugh. enraged. But I was kind of emotionally done with them anyway. Because I shouldn't Andrea. have been on that committee anyway. Yeah. Fucking Andrea. Fucking Andrea. Um, freaking mass hole. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what's worse. That are like the actual Long Island people. Oh, God. They're pretty bad. Um, Some of them are really bad. Wait. So you went to school for a theater. I went to, yeah, I went to Hofstra, so it's a liberal arts degree, but I majored in theater and okay. history. Cool. And had I known how much I was going to like it, I probably would have done archaeology and stayed an extra Oh, month. wow. Yeah. Archaeology. Interesting. Oh, Freaking, it's so cool. That is cool. It is the most mundane bullshit, but I love it. That, uh... <laughs> Wait, I have a question going back to high school. Did your yeah. school do a thing where, like, you had plays in the fall and then Spring music. Yeah. Okay. So did you do the plays or oh did my God, you? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because that's what I feel. So I'm not like naturally a singer. So I feel like I preferred the fall plays because I would get better parts. But like, yeah. obviously, the spring musicals were more fun. I don't, I have to say, there's some schools that don't do that. Okay. They just have a spring musical. And I don't understand. Like, it's I understand like not financing. Fair. Yeah. But. Like, there were some genuinely talented actors who just couldn't sing. Yeah. And it's like, not that anyone just can't sing, but like, you know, they, some people are tone deaf and that's fine. Right, right. Takes all sorts. But I don't, like, especially because straight plays can be very cheap if you just look back in history and you're like, we're just going to adapt some Shakespeare. They definitely put less money into... You can do it for 200 bucks. Yeah, no, there's definitely less of a budget in the fall plays. Well, it's funny. I did cheerleading and the play. And I quit cheerleading, um, which was weird for me to be doing cheerleading even in high school. It's not like, oh, like, like, it... Like, everyone was like, why are you doing cheerleading? It was, like, strange then, too. It's not like, oh, I, like, became, like, goth as I got older. It was like, everyone's <laughs> like, the fuck is happening here? But, like, I like dancing, and, like, I didn't dance anymore, yeah. and that was, like, the closest thing Were I Were you, like, do. wearing black lipstick? Um, doing, no, like... I never wore... I can see why you'd be a really good cheerleader, though, because you're very coordinated. Oh, yeah. And you look very light. <laughs> yes, I was a flyer. I feel like I could single-handed chuck you across a room. I was a flyer, um, which was fun. It was fun yeah. doing stunts and stuff. But yeah, it was just like, after like a couple seasons of that, I was like, I can't do both, and I liked theater way more. Yeah. 
So, yeah, except me and my theater teacher were, like, on the outs, like, my senior year because um, I think she, like, asked me to, like, be her assistant or something, and I was just, like, I am taking a full course load, so I don't have any, like, free periods. So she, like, totally was, like, a bitch to me and, like, wouldn't write my recommendation for college. What? And I was, like, I have always, like, this is, like, the only year I haven't, like, been able to, like, really do this and, like... Yeah, she, like, didn't cast me, like... That's not that, fair. That, um, that year. And it was awkward because her, her, um, husband was the science teacher and he would, like, talk, like, about her to me and I was like, this is inappropriate. Um, but yeah, so that was a whole thing. So, she was crazy. I mean, she really was, like, out of her fucking mind. Um, but yeah, so I didn't do any theater my senior year because of this bitch. That's upsetting. So that was a bummer. And I was, like, looking to go to school for, like, theater at certain points. Like, I was going to be auditioning. And then I was like, if I can't get a fucking recommendation from my theater teacher, like, I'm fucked. So. That's so messed up. Especially because, like, what are you going to do? Like, let your academics suffer? Right. Like, yeah. You can't do that. I wanted to take a full course load. Like, I didn't take all APs, but, like, I wanted to show I was still taking a math, I was still taking a science, even though those were, like, electives at that point. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she was just still a bitch, so. That's messed up. Um, yeah, I'm that was a bummer. That eh, it's fine. I mean, I, my, my direction was not to be in theater. Like, if I went to school for theater, well, first of all, I'd be in, like, a totally different situation than I'm in now, but I think, like, I would have been, uh, like, disappointed and ended up transferring. Because I would have gone for acting. And, like, I just don't think I had the passion to do that as, like, a career that I thought I did as a senior. I will say, having done theater and then continued on to do a master's in theater. Oh, wow. Some of the people who are, like, super theater kids Uh are not the ones that are most likely to excel professionally. Interesting. Interesting. Which is not like a dig on anybody because, but like there were a couple kids who were like, I'm, I am the embodiment of theater. And you're like, and they're so intimidating to everybody else who's like, I'm here to learn to be better at this craft. That's true. And like, I, when I got there, okay, so I went and saw that one Broadway play as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then every year for four years in high school, my school did a thing where we all got group tickets to go see a Broadway play. We did that once. Oh my God, it was so much What did fun. you say? Well, okay, so freshman year, we saw Les Miserables and the guy playing Javert accidentally hocked a loogie on one of our friends oh my god it was glorious that's hilarious i wish i could have saved his spit um because he was incredible um so that was freshman year sophomore year what did we see what did we see what did we see? oh my gosh we saw the man of la mancha oh it's not the most popular play on the face of the earth but that particular production that particular show the guy playing the lead whose name I completely forget. First of all, the set design was amazing. Mm-hmm. Don Quixote. He was playing Don Quixote. Okay. The way he sang... Um, what the frick is the song? It's about dreaming. It's Dream the Impossible Dream. Okay. 
Sorry, I have not accessed these memories in a really long time. That's okay, and I gave you no prep. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dream the impossible dream. Okay, we were going into intermission, and the way he sang it, it was like his whole soul was in it, Perry. Oh, wow. And he he sang the last note. And you know when people are like, I sang the last note, ta-da! Yeah. He didn't. He He sang the last note, and he was so in the moment. And I was like hanging on to that last breath and the whole place was completely still. Oh, wow. Like, you know, magical theater moments. Yeah. I only had a couple. Yeah. But completely still and completely silent in that building. I love when you feel like you can feel like the emotion and the tension in the room and it's not just like people performing because like that's just what they're supposed to do from day to day. Because I do imagine performing eight times a week. I can see why you phone it in sometimes. He was not phoning it in. Wow. We were all just like perched on this precipice and then some motherfucker in the house right orchestra went and the whole place went up (laughs) in a standing ovation. The only person who wasn't applauding was my best friend who dragged me to my first audition who had fallen asleep. I don't know what the hell was going on with her, but she was sound asleep next to me. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And she was like, what happened? Oh my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh no. I don't know why she was asleep. Oh no. It was so good up until that point. Yeah. But, um, so that was sophomore year. Junior year, we saw Thoroughly Modern Millie. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that the girl playing Millie was the understudy who I believe, I don't know for sure, I think it might have been Sutton Foster. Oh, okay. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sutton Foster is a big theater person. Also, her brother is Hunter Foster, who is also a big theater person. He yeah. was in, he was the star of You're in Town, which is one of my favorite musicals. Oh, shit. Um, also, he, it, she has been in the Gilmore Girls universe, Sutton Foster. Yeah. Um, she's like, she's done a couple of shows for Amy, or she's done a show for <clears throat> Amy Sherman Palladino, but she was also in the, um. Younger. The, oh, right. That's yeah. right. And she was also in the um, revival of Gilmore Girls. Her and, um, what's his name, Christian Borla, who she used to be married to. Um, but they are not married anymore. But Christian mm. Borla is also big in Broadway. Um, and the two of them did, like, a way too long musical num- uh, th- uh, sequence in Gilmore Girls. Like, it was, like... Ten minutes of this plot. It was and like, we're you're like, just milking We're like, Because you, you got Sutton just, Foster. Yes, we're like, you could have taken this time and allotted it to Luke and Lorelai's wedding, but instead you, like, did this whole thing that, like, I fast forward through every time. It's Aww. like one song would have been fine. Two it like, tops. It was like almost the whole play, it felt like. It was like a good 15 minutes of this ah. was on this. And it's like, these aren't even characters from the show. Whatever. I'm, like, going off on a tangent. But yes, that is Sutton Foster and... Huh. But yes, her brother is the main character in... uh, So they're from a theater family, I guess. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Um, But but yeah, she's really great. So she was Millie? I'm not 100% certain, but I think that she was. Okay. But again, I'm not sure, and it was a very long time ago, and she was not famous at the time. Um, But, so that happened, and then... um, That was junior year. Junior year. Senior year, we went to see Hairspray. Nice. Um, and that is the one that my sister, okay, so my sister did not go to the same high school as me. Okay. But she was in, and she was in eighth grade. She went to Catholic school ah. because 
uh, girlfriend, well, you know Winslow's reputation. Yeah. And <laughs> my sister uh, doesn't know when to hold her tongue. <laughs> is oh, what it comes God. down to. And my parents were like, she's going to get eaten alive. So, um, but she was in eighth grade, but because, so she wasn't technically allowed to go on our school trip. Okay. But my mom brought, like, worked it out with the teachers that Uh they, like, she would just be part of the group sales as a quote-unquote chaperone. And my mom was just going to bring her because Hairspray was her favorite musical. And she had, for four years, been doing the cash box at all my plays. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, from a very small child, she was doing the math because there were a bunch of moms. Or, like, she was, like, handing out sodas for a couple years. And by my senior year, she was, like, Like doing the cash box. And, yeah, so they were kind of like, yeah, Erica can absolutely come along because she actually helps out with shit. So we went to see Hairspray. It was very fun. But those were the only four plays I knew. Okay. That were, like, Broadway musicals. Other than the ones that we had done in school. Okay. One of which was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which fucking is barely a play. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually like, like no one has ever heard of that unless they saw Daniel Radcliffe in it. But anyway. Wait, I feel like I saw a production of that at like a community college or something. It's entirely possible. It's not yeah. like super popular though. I always thought it was. That's interesting. I thought that really? was a big one. Yeah. Huh. Are Who's... you thinking of company? No. Or I've never working. seen company. Or what? Working? No, never seen working that. Working is kind of like a weird one too. I would say How to Succeed is more popular than working. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't but, know. Well, I never saw it on Broadway. I'll give you that. But yeah, the one there was time a Broadway I, revival of it with Daniel Radcliffe at one point. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The one time I went on our school trip for that was Wicked, and Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth were both still in it, and oh the gosh. guy, wait, the person who played like her love interest, Alphabet's love interest, was Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. What? Yeah, that was, that was, uh, I forget his name, but the guy who turns into the scarecrow at some point. Fierro. Fierro, yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes, which I always... I just, saw it the week after Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, man. Kristen Chenoweth? Yeah, who Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, I don't know. I, feel I like... think Kristen Chenoweth left, and then a couple months later, Dina Menzel left, but okay. Dina Menzel was still there. Okay. And there was at one point where, like, her and the other girl who had taken over for Kristen Chenoweth... Like, like didn't somebody broke? Oh, somebody like they, somebody did something funny, and it was like apparently a competition. Oh wow! Where like they were trying to make each other break. Oh, somebody broke, that's and it was funny. Amazing. That's funny. Yeah, I've seen a lot of plays on Broadway because my parents would take us a lot, like my mom yeah. and my stepdad. Um, and then like as a high schooler, my the friend who went to Hofstra. Like every week to every two weeks, we would go rush tickets for Swing Awakening. <sighs> And, like, blew all our money on that. But, like, all the time. Like, the cast knew us. Literally, like... Are you serious? I'm not even kidding you. That's hilarious. I was friends with Skylar Aston on Facebook for, like, a long-ass time, which is super funny now because he's, like, actually known. Serious? Yeah. Like, Jonathan Groff. Like, Leah Michelle probably didn't know us because she was, like... She must have. But all the guys knew us. Still a bitch even then. Yeah, even then. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, actually, my... uh, the one of the guys, Brian Charles Johnson, he went to I'm like doxing him, uh, but he like asked my friend to hang out like when she was going to NYU, like because he knew us from going, 
Um, yeah, it was crazy. I was like, you need to hang out with him so That's we could get in with them. Such a good play. I know. And so Jesse watched the, he was like, I fucking hate like Spring Awakening because of like the Tonys where they do like totally fucked and he's like, it's so lame. It's just like all the F word. And I was like, no, you really need to like, it's a really good show. So we did watch the HBO documentary of which the back of my head is in. And I know it's my head. I'm like, it is like red hair with blonde roots. I'm like, curly hair. I'm like, this is me. Even my mom, I said to my mom, she's like, that's totally you. Um, Hell yes. So that was like my favorite play. Um, but I saw also because like the um, the process of rush tickets was basically, like, do you know about... I don't think I ever actually did it. So, but they're student tickets, right? And, like, you line up really early to get them in the morning, and you get, like, $25 tickets, but then you have, like, the whole fucking day to kill until, like, 8. So we would go see matinees for, like, other shows. So that's also how I got to see a lot of shows. Like, that's how I saw Hairspray. I saw Spam a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what else we saw. Oh, oh I, I saw Dirty Renton Scoundrels when I went to Hofstra. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. I have. I think John Lithgow was in it. I also it? forgot in high school we saw Northern 25th Spirits. Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Um, you said John Lithgow was in it? That's cool. I think so. And the girl who played, um, in the Revival, was it the Revival? What was the one that was filmed of, um... Uh, the the fairy tale one. Um, into the woods. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We did into the woods at school. Yeah, I forgot. It's, um... it's a good play, but the girl who played the the baker's wife was in that too. Okay, I saw a chorus line, which circling back around the original Sheila in a chorus line was Emily <clears throat> Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. Um, what? Yep. Isn't she in a new thing where she plays a fucking stone-cold bitch? That tracks. I've seen, like, advertisements, I think, for it. But, yeah, yeah that like, tracks. Something about eyes watching or something. Oh, I gotta look into that because I love Kelly Bishop. Speaking of Dirty Dancing, because she's also in Dirty Dancing. She is. She's, yeah, she's the mom. She's baby's mom. Wait, is she the mom or Sharon? Susan Sarandon, I thought, was the mm, mom. Mm-mm. In Dirty oh, Dancing? Yeah, it's it's uh, Kelly Bishop. Um, That's wild. She's the one who's like, she got that from me. Um, <laughs> well, that makes sense because, um, oh, what's his face? Orbach. Yeah, Jerry Orbach. Yeah, he was the dad. He was the dad. Um, yeah, I've seen The Lion King. Um, you know what? I have no interest in seeing Hamilton. I'll say it. I tried to watch it on Disney. I, like, could not get into it. Here's the thing about Hamilton. I can only listen to the first half. The music is phenomenal. I would love to go see it. I know that I would have to leave it intermission because it it's too messy. It mm. fucks with me emotionally because his life was so... He was a messy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the man himself, Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, not Lin-Mel, not the play. Yeah. He was a messy bitch. Yeah. And I can't, I, it's too stressful. Right. It's too stressful to watch. Especially if you, if, if you have like good suspension of disbelief and you actually care about the character. Uh Uh-huh. 
It's like watching a friend go through that. And it's like... Interesting. You can't be that messy, bitch. I really wanted to like it. I just like... And Jesse had the same issues. Like, I kept, like, not having any interest in going back to it. Oh, dude. I see. I really want to see it. But I know that I can't make it all the way through. It's the same thing with um, Little Women. Mm. Can't watch it all the way through. Can't read. I I had to put the book down. Because you know what happens. Because I know what happens. And that's not messy. That's just sad. Sad, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see Cats? no so no oh yeah okay so my best friend who dragged me to the thing used to love cats and would be like do you want to watch a movie and i'd be like yeah sure let's watch a movie and she'd be like we can watch cats and i'd be like anything but that oh my god like she we watched cats so many times that at one point, I probably could have sung you the entire score from like start to finish. Like the Broadway, like the West End one. Not like the new one, It right? was a video of yes, cats. Yes, it was a video of cats. I had that. So my one of my first recitals was to memory. So my That's grandmother got me the cats. So I used to watch it on video too. But Jesse was watching like the new one. And like it is. Oh, Wow, I get why everyone. I wish they like, had left the buttholes in. They could have done. They could have done so much else to make that work, and yeah, it was just very. But why weird. would they? Why would they? I mean, it's a cult phenomenon now. Wasn't there at one point? I want to say in the late eighties. It could have been the early nineties. A thing on PBS about I want to say Reading Rainbow did it. Or what was the one with the black screen and the Weimariners? Black screen and Weimariners? It doesn't matter. Wait, it, now I'm like, what is that? There were like hands and then there were dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the late 80s was a weird time. Oh, I was not around in the late 80s. That might have been why. Okay. I'm, I'm a 90 bitch. They're like fragments of memories but i'm pretty sure there was a thing about how the people from cats got ready and the order in which they put on their costume and i feel like it was a pbs children's show but i could be completely off base because i'm pretty sure all i watched for the first 12 years of my life was Was, pbs oh my god me too w-h-y-y bitch hell yeah did you hear what happened Oh, this with the comedy. This with is... the comedian. Of course I did. Do you know my husband? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gossip Queen. He is. Wait, so he, he gives the he gets the best gossip. Wait, so he he was talking to me and my friend about that yesterday. My friend yeah. was over. And he was telling us about it. And like he kept like going back to it like after we had been away from he, the conversation and he'd he like come up with something it. else. And I'm like, wow, this must be what it's like when I talk and keep, like, bringing up something that he has no interest in. (laughs) Well, I gotta say, it was... People are upset. It's a bad precedent to set for, like, to stand by and allow that to happen. Right. Because it could potentially affect all of us. Do you want to, do you want to go into what happened? Just briefly. Yes. Someone got fired for doing stand-up comedy by their day job. Yes. But and it was the it was the content in question that was yeah they say it was the content they say but, yeah but it was suspiciously close to after him divulging to them that he had a a very expensive and permanent disability yes so 
my did friend, they just go looking for reasons to fire him? I my, feel like that's probably what my happened. My friend went from like, wow, he shouldn't have said that joke to like, he should sue them. Like that yeah. was how that like ended because, up like, ending. Because it's like, it's an amateur thing. Like it's, it's, none of us are professionals. Right. You shouldn't be getting fired over like something you're not great at yet. Like, cause right. in a couple of years he could potentially be really good. Right. I think lots of people have that potential. Look, if I look at Jesse, your husband, in the past, I've known him for five years. In those five years, the quality of his jokes and the sharpness which, with which they are written has just grown in leaps and bounds. Interesting. And I will say, I think you're the reason why. Oh. I, I oh. think they've gotten a lot better because he has good, great inspiration with the baby and with you mm-hmm. and... And also, like, I think the standard of his writing is much higher than it was when I met him. I'm curious what his old stuff was like. I'm curious what he was like, because a lot of people, including you, when I met him, was like, oh, he was such a grump until, like, oh my he God, met he's you. Oh, so fucking grumpy. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know he's a grump. Like, like he is sure. grumpy still. But, like, I don't know, like, like, it's interesting that, like, he changed enough since, like, I met him that uh, I'm curious what he was like before me. I think he's just, I think being loved mm. he needs by love. someone he loves yeah was like a massive shift for him yeah i believe that especially based on like just things he said i know he's like someone who needs like to give and get affection. and also i'm just gonna take credit real quick for your entire relationship oh so just just two seconds hundred percent can, can i tell that story yes absolutely. so many moons ago i was on one of jesse's podcasts that i think is now defunct yes Anyway, uh, on that podcast, he was talking about a girl that he didn't think liked him. And what he described her saying, I was like, <laughs> um, Jesse, she absolutely likes you. I think I said, he's like, oh, I think I'm starting to like you. And I was like, yeah, I'm very fond of you as well. Or something like super fun. No, you said awkward. you liked his, or something about you liked his personality. Okay. And I was like, if that's what she said, that means she likes your personality, dude. That's great. That is great for you because, you know, you can like the way someone looks and hate their personality. You're not going to stay with that person. Yeah. You can love somebody's personality and just be meh about the way they look. And you could wind up being in love with that person forever. Like, yep. what are you doing? And he was like, "Do I think he did. Did he ask if he should buy you roses? And we oh, were like, God. too much, too much, <laughs> too much. Oh my Calm God. down. And then you guys sang Defying Gravity. We did. Ironically, bringing it full circle. Yeah. Wait, so how did you get into comedy? Because you're obviously into performing. Um, yeah. So actually, I, I went to graduate school to do Shakespeare, which is my great love. Mm-hmm. Love Shakespeare. Okay, I didn't know that. Favorite play? Oh. oh. Oh, difficult question. Is that why you got the baby, the Midsummer Night's Dream baby book? Yeah. I forgot that I did that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's part of the reason why. Yeah, that's also, probably my like, favorite. Those were those were adorable little books. Oh, I know. I freaking love. I know them. they're great. I got some for Noah too, but <laughs> Noah is my niece. Yeah. But um, uh, what was I talking about? Your well, oh Shakespeare, Shakespeare. So I did Shakespeare, and then I started auditioning for Shakespeare companies, and I the ones that I could get an audition at, I never got a callback at. Okay. And then I went and auditioned at. Some of the same ones, but I changed my CV. 
Okay. I changed my resume uh-huh. to not have any Shakespeare on it. And I got auditions and I got callbacks. Wait, that's crazy. Why? Uh, do you want my honest opinion? Yeah. No, lie to me. sound fucking bitter. No, I'm curious. I think that my resume was more impressive than they wanted to deal with. And uh, I can keep my mouth shut and let somebody direct the play that they want to direct. Right. But, like, I think when you... You were overqualified. I think I was overqualified. I think they were worried about me causing problems and being like, well, that's not what that means. Because, like... Oh, my God. Which, like, I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Unless you were charging an arm and a leg to come see a movie or a play and I thought it was going to be shit... I would not do that. Right. You know? would be more likely to quit the play. Mm. But, um, yeah, and one of the plays that I wound up actually being in, it was, it was the, the Scottish play. Okay. Not one of my favorite plays, for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my biggest gripe is when people say that the, when directors are like, she's crazy about lady mm, Mac. Yeah. I'm like, she's not. She's fucking grieving, bro. Right. Like, right. <laughs> her baby died. Yeah. It's in the text. Fucking read <laughs> it, bro. Um, <laughs> she's upset. Um, but I can't remember what I was saying. Graduate school, Shakespeare. How did I get into comedy? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> so I was having a hard time getting auditions based on, partly because like when I was putting it out there it it was so Shakespeare heavy right because I've just done a lot of Shakespeare that people who were not doing Shakespeare weren't really looking at it because they were like all she can do is Shakespeare and people who were looking at it to do Shakespeare were like she's done a lot of Shakespeare um I think that's funny but um yeah always diversify your shit um But I did a couple student films, and then I was like, I'm not getting auditions. Let me try to, like, because I have, oh, I have audition fear. Okay. Right. You had mentioned that. I have that. really, yeah. really bad audition fear and um, stage fright generally. So I was like, I'll do stand-up comedy so that I can, because the more I do it, the more it keeps it at bay. That makes sense. It's like, uh, what is it, exposure therapy? Yep. So I was like, the more I get up on stage, even if I'm just talking out my ass, I'm in front of people. I'm on stage. It will help to make me more, um, less anxious during right. actual auditions. Right. Makes sense. So I started doing that and I think I was like, I did three in one week and then I took a month off because it was exhausting. Oh, also I had had a job as a, as a teacher teaching mm-hmm. and doing drama and teaching public speaking. Okay. And that job was uh, not a good fit. (laughs) And the leaving of that was not entirely my choice. Like, they were like, partly they didn't have the funding, but also, like, they would rather have other people do the drama. And I was like, well, it's great that your, like, goddaughter also has a theater degree, but this is shitty. Yeah. (laughs) um, But anyway... They um, left there, had a mental breakdown. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. I was going to say, it sounds fun. And then I was like, I need to start doing stuff again so that I can actually, like, do plays and things. Right. It's now or never. We're doing the dream or just going to lay down and die. Like, Mm -hmm. can't do this. So, um, 
but it was really exhausting to do comedy. And then, oh God, this is getting deep. I'm so sorry. No, that's, I asked the question. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I would do a couple things of comedy a week and then I'd take a month off. And after like three months of that, I was like, but I actually like this. And mm-hmm. then I started going more consistently. And after three more months of doing it consistent. So like by August, I was like, I think I love this thing. Yeah. And I should keep doing it. Yeah. And then I was all in from August of 2018 until the pandemic. Oh, God. Yeah, the pandemic ruined a lot of things, including comedy. Yeah, it was really crappy that, oh, look who's home. Um. Ooh. I'm just going to But yeah, I, uh... Yeah, so, hello. Hi. Jesse and Baby just came home. Um, so, yes, the pandemic hit. Yeah, and then the pandemic hit. And that was, you know, and now we're just start, sort of starting to recover mm-hmm. comedically from that, so. Yeah. So, is your goal now comedy more than acting? Or do you think um, you'd want to do acting again? I literally ran into someone from Pig Iron the other week, or like a few days ago, mm-hmm. and she was like, you should come check out our stuff, and I was like, I yeah. should come check out your stuff. So like, like if I could get a, a jobby job, that'd be that'd awesome. That'd be cool. But, but I think that um, my next step is going to be road dogging, which okay. doesn't really allow for uh, the stretches of time off. Right that acting requires mm-hmm. from comedy but I'm not like I would love to go back to it but uh, it's kind of like your first love and your great love you yeah know? yeah like I feel like comedy like seems to provide such a good social outlet too oh yeah not that like can. acting doesn't but like you're seeing the same people every day you're not necessarily seeing the same yeah. comics every day I know I just got here but to chime in having worked in uh, film and stuff like that I've noticed that acting is like temporary relationships it really is it's based on the project I, yeah I, that makes sense I'll always remember a movie we were making and this one girl who was like doing costumes or makeups who was just like Oh, I got. I have to have a boo on every set, and that was twelve oh, years god. ago, and she still fucking does that. Oh god! As opposed to comedy, where you just you know, you see your people dick out. All yeah. out. <laughs> you just have your dick out all the time. Mm-hmm. Can I have the baby? Yeah, I'm just gonna sit on the couch, y'all. Um. Oh wait, let me move my knee because if you uh, sat on my sorry, knee, sorry, we're would... all readjusting Yay. to life. Big comfy couch. Hi. Um. You good here? If we go like this, here, just turn her so she can see mommy. Mm-hmm. LOL, that this is just all being recorded. Um, <laughs> gosh, she's so cute. Okay. All right. All right. It's mommy time now. Um, is that better? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if it weren't for comedy, like, I would not have met you. That's true. Yeah. Um... You've come to all the big events in our life in our life so I've, far. I've tried. Um, no, you've succeeded. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have. Oh yeah, because it was it was well. You were like one of my first friends to see the baby, because my friends suck. Because <laughs> you're friends <laughs> with men too. Yeah, and men don't care about babies, and I am baby crazy as we oh. are yes. well aware. 
That's part of the thing, though. I'm fully intending on when the inevitable hap- The inevitable happening is my very elderly aunt who I take care of will eventually one day die. Yeah. As we Which all is do. sad but true. Yes. Sad but true. It is going to happen. It is all our fate. There is a plan. It's not in place yet, but there will be, you know, there eventually will be- I will have a van and I will tour the country and I will have babies in the van and it will be fun. Do you ever have a... Uh weird moral ambivalence knowing that this dream is kind of reliant Yeah, it's really uncomfortable and I don't like it. All right. (laughs) I just got here and I brought the fucking gloom Because you did. God. God, God, (laughs) I would also like to point out that if I had not been there to stop him, he would have firebombed your relationship in the... (laughs) Oh, 100%. We talked about that earlier. I don't know if I would have firebombed it exactly. You would have... You would have brought the gloom for sure. Mm. Doom and gloom, Jesse. Right. Hi. She's like, doom and gloom is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, she knows that's good for her. Um, so yeah, Ellie, uh, is there anything? Well, first, which, so what's your favorite musical? My favorite music? Oh. Favorite musical, favorite Shakespeare play. I want answers. You're gonna have to cut out a long silence. Hold okay. on, I gotta think. Favorite musical. I do love Man of La Mancha. Yeah, that sounded like a good experience. I would say, well, my favorite musical by default would be Spring Awakening. It's yeah. it's a hard Boo. question though. It is because I'm like so I will listen to ones. the entirety of a chorus line. Um, Grace is great. I told you he hates the totally fuck song. Um, Grace is great. Uh, The thing I don't like about Spring Awakening is I think the story is way more interesting than any of the songs. The story and the songs are interesting. No. I think the songs should be... Bitch! Just the bitch! (laughs) It's 1995! Those are the only only things he does. (coughs) Blah, blah, blah. It was also also the beginning of Leah Michelle's reign of of terror amongst everyone she came across. Actually, her beginning was Les Mis. Uh, Oh, and you know, the the, the, the other thing... Oh, Les Mis is a good one. The other thing that always stuck out about Spring Awakening was a... And it's like 18... 1800- I love that no, no. song. But Do not like, shit on the that song. The song it's okay, but it's the stage movement is it's 1800s Germany and these girls are doing hip-hop hands. That's the whole... Hey, yo! Mother who bore me! That's the thing. Wait, like... Say they, what? Say what, they, mama? They literally say radio in a song. Well, that's just poor writing. <laughs> well, it's no, just anachronistic. It yeah. Oh, God, this is a really difficult question. I'm sorry. You can give me a couple. What's your favorite comedy? What's your favorite tragedy? Does that help you? I do love Les Mis. I do love... Oh, I was trying to help you for Shakespeare. I'm I'm no help for musicals. I can tell you what my favorite production I've ever seen is. Yes. Uh, It's a a play called Jerusalem. Okay. And I saw it when I was living in England. I saw it in London in 2010. And Mark Rylance, who used to be the artistic director of the globe was actually the lead in it okay and it was the best piece of theater i've ever seen wow you're so shakespeare yeah (laughs) (laughs) like all all but no i haven't uh i I haven't seen enough (laughs) 
I haven't seen enough theater in person, unfortunately, just because money and proximity, etc. Yeah. Proximity? You're so close to New York. Yeah, but I'm afraid of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, just going by the album, I wouldn't say Sweeney Todd is my favorite musical Oh, ever, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, you're But right. my favorite production is the uh, London East End or West End. I don't know the ends. West End. West End. The London West End revival of Sweeney Todd, where... Okay. Um, the actors were also the musicians. They were also the orchestra. Ooh, I love shit yes. like that. Uh, the Mike, Michael Severus was Sweeney Todd, Patty Lapone. That's West End? I thought that was Broadway. It might have gotten there eventually, but it started in the West okay, End. Okay, because Patty Lapone is big on Broadway. Right. Oh, History Boys is a good musical. Is that? Wait, no, it's good. I've just had a massive brain fart. Moving away from that. But yes, yeah, Sweeney Todd is very good. I'm going to so, say Man of La Mancha. All right. I've never heard it. Well, maybe it's, we'll listen to it. Maybe it's, we will. Yeah. It's good music. I think your favorite musical is Fiddler on the Roof, baby. Fiddler on the Roof is up there. I'm. I, I, some days it's uh, it's Hedwig. I told... True. Oh, oh that's Hedwig's a good one. Here. I told Ellie you want to be like Tevya. And I like, be thank Tevye. God you married a Jew. My three, my, my, my three dream roles are Tevya, Hedwig, and Roger. Roger from Rent. Rent. <gasps> Rent is another good one. Oh my god! If they could do a middle-aged version of Rent, <laughs> that part is they mine. They did. It's called the Rent movie. the movie. <laughs> ah, take that, Christopher Columbus. But, um, oh my goodness. Um, Shakespeare plays is hard. Yeah, that's why I try to give you a comedy and a tragedy. I played Demetrius in Midsummer Night's Dream. I don't in high like school. any of the tragedies. Okay, it's not that I don't like them. It's that they're tragic. Yeah, <laughs> and they're well written, like they're yeah. good plays, but I just don't. I've always liked the image of uh, the girl getting her hands cut off and replaced with branches in Titus Andronicus. Uh, Every time I've seen poor some Lavinia, Lavinia, that's it. I mean, I've got to say, like the Olivia Hussey, I forget the director, uh, but that yeah, version is like so gorgeous. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Always... Olivia Hussey and the actor in that movie have recently sued the studio that made that movie. Really? Because Zeffirelli convinced Zeffirelli, that, that's it. Zeffirelli convinced them to do nudity when like both of them were under eighteen. And, like, they've never been cool with it to the extent that they've recently filed a lawsuit. Oh, wow. Probably, uh, probably to, like, get that print destroyed once and for all. Well, as my mom would say, <laughs> every scene looks like a painting in that movie. It is a beautiful movie. Mm. Um, I do not like the Boslerman Romeo and Juliet. I know that is a very unpopular I opinion. I like that Yeah, one. I like it for its own... It's its own thing. Everyone likes it. I'm. I'm Jamie, Jamie, a Jamie Kennedy's peak in show business, if you ask me. <laughs> I know somebody who opens. For a plague on both your houses. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember, we, there was the montage of Leo just screaming. Oh yeah. At the end of that one video. The Titanic video. Yeah. Yeah. I will make you pick a who favorite. Opens for Jamie Kennedy. Shakespeare. Huh? Who opens for Jamie Kennedy? Uh, this guy Kyle, I know. Oh, I don't know him. Um, He's an LA comic. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely man. He's close. Right or die. Who made that documentary on Chris D'Elia? I didn't see that. Oh, oh bitch, you got to see that because it's it's basically like yeah, he said he was. Wait, does he go under the name Porcelain on YouTube? No, I know, guys. Okay. This is riveting podcast. Comment. Sorry, this is like a sidebar. I'm so sorry. Okay, no, so you're my fine. favorite Shakespeare, I think. You don't need to pick. I think I'm going to. Oh, though. okay. Because I love Midsummer. And I, yes. but this, I'm not going to say Midsummer. but okay. I love Midsummer. I love As You Like It. 
I love As You Like okay. It. Okay. It might be As You Like It. But Love Slavers Lost, too. Like, they're all so good. And they're so fun. But I think I really appreciate the emotional ballast of his last four plays. Um, the first two of which are shite. And those are Cymbeline and um, Pericles. Actually, other way around. Pericles and Cymbeline. But okay. he's getting at something. It's like, you know when you start yeah. comedy and you're really terrible for a while and then you get good? I don't, but I can assume. I okay. don't either. I was great immediately. <laughs> That's not what Ellie said earlier in the I can attest to the fact that you were not. <laughs> and I wasn't even around when you first started. You're really good now. Thank you. You should be getting booked like, whoa. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. KYG Y2K. Uh, KYG Y2K. <laughs> um, At Jesse Dram. I already, I immediately regret saying that. <laughs> but the last two are The Winter's Tale and The Tempest. Oh. And all four of the last four plays that he wrote are very magical. They use music as a catalyst for magic, which I appreciate mm. and I think is an interesting move towards proto-musicals. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I like that all four are focused on father-daughter relationships. Intent mm. um, baby. Sounds gay. And, <laughs> but, but no, like it, it's like he's trying to use writing those plays to like build a relationship with his daughter. Yeah, he, he interesting. Had, he had three children and his son. I did he, not know that. Two daughters and a son and his son died very young. Oh. But he had two daughters still and like <laughs> he was a merchant. He traveled a lot. He right. was in London doing plays. Stratford-upon-Avon is not in London. It's quite far from London. And the idea of like trying to create in your own head a stronger relationship with your daughters or a relationship where you've had time with them mm-hmm. is very interesting conceptually. But uh, of the two, Winter's Tale and The Tempest, that are really good, mm-hmm. I... <sighs> I mean, you narrowed it down, down to two. So that's, I feel good about that. That's good. I think Winter's Tale is my favorite. Should Jesse read those? I have tried to read Shakespeare, and oh. it just doesn't... Uh, yeah, it's two, not meant to be read. Two things he's, that... It's not my type of intellect. I like Tolstoy and the Russian authors who have all the same names yeah. for this people. No, two, uh, two <laughs> things of my snootiness that I have attempted but has uh, yeah. eluded me would be Shakespeare and opera. I only well. recently... I recently found my way into opera, and you know what it is? It is Puccini. Tra- it is translated, subtitled YouTube productions, like uh, watching P- uh, Puccini's La Boheme recently with English subtitles, and realizing like, oh, Rent really took this entire fucking plot. Really? Well, I knew it was based on La Boheme, but like, literally, like, here comes Chenard. A rich lady paid me to kill a parrot today. Like, wow, this is like on the nose. Oh shit! Yeah. So. Oh. Are you are you booby drunk now? Boob milk burp. It is more often than not that I am feeding her while we are recording. So um, as long as she's happy. So Ellie, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, I feel like I should have things to plug, but I oh oh hold on. It's a month away. Should I do it? Yeah. Do it. This right. is probably coming out like three weeks from now. That's right. This is the one in the can. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Hey, hi. All right, so if we just 
Little do we know, Biden's going to give his State of the Union in two hours and announce that uh, he's balkanizing the U.S. and so now it's going to be terribly out of date because we didn't discuss it. Oh, a crank. So I think, I have to double check. Give me one second. I'm just, I'm just checking the Instagrams. And you can find your Ellie Summerling on all the things. E-L-L-I-E-S-U-M-M-E-R-L-I-N-G. I know how to spell. What is her name? Oh, no, Grunty McGee. Grunty I'm McGee. I'm going to see her in like 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Boop, 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 boop. Oh. Look at how her, her cry registered. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the spe- spectrograph? Is that what that's called? I don't know. All right. Oh, I have an in... Ellie, an- she's plugging something. <laughs> <laughs> International Women's Day, Wednesday, March oh. 8th. Oh. At M-A-A-S, which I'm, I'm, I'm doing a show then. I'm M-A-A-S. Not sure. Mass. I'm not sure what building? it's called. I guess. Like in North Philly? I suppose. Oh, she doesn't even know. All right. I, I'm like, I. she was just like, do you want to do a show this much time on this date? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, check Ellie's comedy out at the what I assume is the Moss building. Follow her on Instagram at Ellie.Summerling. On Twitter, I am. I have to actually check. You this have a Twitter is, still? I do, but I don't evil. use it. I mostly use it to stalk other people who are still on Twitter. That's uh, I go on there I to think fuck you with know conspiracy theorists. Exactly who I'm talking about. Summerling Ellie on Twitter. Oh. And Ellie Summerling on. That's right. Throw them off the you set. You said it's Ellie Dot Summerling. Ellie Dot Summerling on Instagram. Ellie Summerling on Facebook. And Summerling Ellie. On Twitter. Yeah, and it took me like two years of knowing her to realize that was not her name. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still <laughs> It's okay. It's a good, I, I like how you work it out. It's yeah. a good one. It's a fun one. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I feel me. like I need to have you on again because this was so fun. It was fun. We could like totally get into more shit. We should just hang out sometimes. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> You're always welcome. Go to Grape Room after. Uh, I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the summer we can have her stay out later and she can come to Grape Room. No. I watched it. I'm not bringing her to Grape Room. Grape Room is a hole. It's like really grody. Grape Room rules. Not to it mention does. she she is a young rule. she is a young female comic so she can go up and make the place more the baby that is. And she can go up and do time. No, you don't want me to do comedy. And then she will be booked at the clubs and I won't be. So. I said next show, like one of these shows, if they keep doing the rock shows, I'm performing. And Jesse's like, Hell you yes. got to have some oh, yeah. stand-up. So That's right. You can't, need help. Got to get just five sense. minutes together. Just steal five minutes of hits. Yeah, totally. Oh, I God. Change, if you I just change go, dad to mom. So my wife's bisexual. So, <laughs> so uh, my husband's... Sutton. He's something. There. He's right straight. there. My, He's husband, my husband's straight as fuck. Yeah, sure. So, all right. Well, thank you. This is great. I'm going to edit out all these great room references. And all right. Thanks. Bye. 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 See you next week.